If you didn't have like 30 people come to the altar every week, you weren't preaching, right? And I always used to think, what if we took that energy that we had and that passion and desire? Because I think there is a good passion and desire when you went to the altar to go to God. And instead of taking all that energy and pouring it to God in that moment, you did it throughout your week. Howdy, I'm Jason. And I'm Riley. And welcome to the Meet the McCallisters podcast, where we are trying to create tribes of people who want a deeper relationship with Christ and his church. And in this week's video, we're going to be talking about the real way to church growth and what we think the best model is. Make sure you stay till the end of the video so that you can get all the top secret tips. So our problem with current models on church growth is they're focused more on organization building and like getting people to a building and increasing your numbers for your group and your tribe. What is the current model? Yeah, Start so, with what yeah. is the current model of church growth? So I would say the current model for church growth is we're going to get our people to convince people to come here and we'll have them do stuff in the community. We'll have them try to do that in the hopes that they'll come to our services and grow our specific building and our group. And then we'll be able to reach so and do more things. you're saying that the, the current model is that we would help one person who would bring another person back and then therefore we would have two people. Yes, so it, the focus is more about bringing people to our group. Yes. Yes. And creating a larger our group. Yes. We want big our group. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So like it's all about us and not about Jesus? And yes. 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 Oh, yes. I would okay. say I think that there's a shred of sincerity. Obviously, it's, it's, they want to do it for the kingdom building of Jesus. Sometimes. But, <laughs> or maybe money, one or the other. Yeah, about, but yeah. a lot of times it's about building my group. My tribe. My my tribe and my tribe only. Not about, you know, being in the world and helping Jesus to his kingdom. Got it. Okay. That's what the yeah. first church model is, current church model is, and we see a problem with that because. Because, one, it's not biblical. Uh, the... That's that's the main one. Uh, two, <laughs> it's really expensive and I'm a cheapskate. So I think there's a cheaper and, and it's more effective. So not only is it better bang for your buck, but it's more effective. You don't usually get those. Man, what in the world? I know, it's cheaper and more effective. That doesn't always happen. Not made in China. So um, that's another issue I have with it. Um, And I would say the last issue I have with it is it causes more division than what it causes unity because it's very tribalistic, right? My tribe, my people, my church. So we want to look at Acts chapter 2 towards the end, verses 42 through 47. And a lot of you know this. We've quoted this verse several, several times. We'll probably say this verse several more times. And it says where they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, the prayers, the fellowship. Not in that particular order, but all those things. And that God added to their numbers day by day, and they had favor in all the eyes of men. It was great. They were seeing revival, like true biblical revival. And that's what we all want. But the problem is, that's what we all want, but none of us do it. None of us do those things to get the true revival that we're wanting. Yeah, like, no one actually fellowships with one another. Like, yeah. you mean we have to meet and talk to other people and not just go to our In churches? their homes. Says they were in each oh, other's homes. Oh, gosh. I can't. Nope. This breaking bread me. in each other's homes. What if I don't eat gluten? Then you're breaking gluten-free, gluten-free bread. bread. <laughs> then you're breaking gluten-free bread like we do. Oh, gosh. Uh Yeah, so I can't tell you how many times that I have read uh, a book about the ancient church or the first century church or over Acts 2, and they've been like, yes, all the early church, they met in home networks and in homes, and they didn't go to specific buildings aside from the temple, which, well, we can't go to because, yeah, the temple doesn't exist anymore. 
Um, and they say that is what they started doing. And then we changed it because we thought we were better and needed to have a better idea of what was going on. Yes, I just don't get this. We know. Like, biblical scholars know that the early church existed largely out of, like, a home home church network. Yeah. Meeting in each other's homes. The earliest church that's ever been excavated was discovered to be a home that they turned into a church. And we know this. We know the original model, but yet we say, okay, but we have the ability to have these buildings and have more control. Why do you think that is? I think it's comfort. I I think it's partly comfort, but I also think it's a control factor, which is mm. both good and bad. I think that part of it is we want to make sure that we're feeding the sheep properly, mm-hmm. but rather than putting the time and energy, because it takes way more effort, right? To it's do the cheaper, home church model? Yeah. It's cheaper, but it's a lot more energy. Oh, that's a catch. Yeah, yeah. So you got to think about that. But it's cheaper, but it takes more energy to equip leaders to lead these home church networks. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I can just bring 500 people into one building under oh, one so leader, it's, so that's it's, a lot easier. Yeah, comfort, the ability to control, you know, who's coming in and out, and mm-hmm. only one person has to do it rather than everyone actually Which, doing it. I mean, to be fair, I think it's a good mindset of we want to make sure people aren't believing heresy. We want to teach them good biblical things. But what I think is bad is we say but that's the network we can't part. equip people. We're not going to equip people to do that. Yeah, and that's the network part where you have to stay connected to one another. Yeah. And be, you know, close to one another and what you're doing. Before we continue on in this video, if you have found this content helpful and encouraging, we want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and comment down below how you think church growth should be, how you think God wants to grow his people, and issues you've had with church growth in your church in the past. So what do you think we need to do to go from here, and what do you think we should do to grow the Church of Christ? Yeah, so we've already kind of mentioned the microchurch model and what that looks like, and I think that that's really good. You can check out our video on what is microchurch to find out more about that. But more specifically, I want to talk about a model that's given in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's around verses 9 through 12 where Paul actually tells people to work with your hands and live quietly. And by doing so, um, you'll not be dependent on unbelievers, but you'll, you'll encourage them. You'll convince them through living a quiet life. And that's something that I think is really countercultural because yeah. we want to live loud, right? I want to be loud for Jesus. I want to scream Jesus from the rooftops. And that's great. But we put all this energy into talking the gospel, Mm -hmm. when in reality, I think if we put the energy into living the gospel. Yeah, it's kind of wild, like how quickly it gets like pulled over in scripture. Like it's like all these scriptures and it's like live quietly and then it just kind of moves on. But it's like if we would stop and slow down for a second and read that, like actually living the life that Christ has called me to do, that would allow me to be a even better follower of Christ and share the gospel even more effectively Mm -hmm. to live my life the way that is quiet and meaningful and impactful to others who are around me and are in my tribe. And and this may seem like it doesn't connect, but I'll bring it around. So like if you think of like an altar call, for instance, we used to be in a faith tradition that really emphasized altar calls. Like people, like if you didn't have like 30 people come to the altar every week, you weren't preaching, right? And I always used to think, what if we took that energy that we had and that passion and desire, because I think there is a good passion and desire when you went to the altar to go to God. And instead of taking all that energy and pouring it to God in that moment, you did it throughout your week to live yeah. differently. And I think we put all this energy and effort into the Sunday service and, and Wednesday services and getting people there. But what if we took all that and that emotion and that drive and passion, which is godly, mm-hmm. and we put it into living our lives as Christians 
quietly, obediently, and patiently throughout the week. That's what I think Paul is really getting at. Yeah. I think that we would see a generation of people impacted for a different way. Yeah. I mean, listen, everybody knows that Christians are loud, and we're very quick to say what we're against. And people always say, I want to know what Christians are for, not what they're against. I want to see Christians live out what they're for, Mm -hmm. not what they're against. Yeah. That's what I want to see. And I think we would see, like you said, a generation completely changed and impacted for the gospel. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. Yeah. So, hey, if you have found this content helpful and you want more content on how to develop a deeper relationship with Christ and His church, you can check out any of our new podcast episodes here on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts at Meet the McAllisters. Yeah, and if you guys want to support the channel, there are comments down below in the description. Just go ahead and check those out. And if you want to get into contact with us, email us at meetthemcallisters at gmail.com.